Telepod. I'm Chris Hewitt. That was a bit loud, wasn't it? I started. Oh, that was a bit. That was a bit TV presenter, wasn't it? A bit kids TV presenter. Hello, Pod. It was like you were in the broom cupboard. It was like I was in a broom yeah, cupboard. I don't wasn't understand it? that reference. Yeah. It's oh TV. come on! Oh, of course on. you understand that reference. At the duck. Oh, at the duck. Broom cupboard. I remember yeah. at the duck. Yeah, yeah, they were in the broom cupboard. Ad- Andy Peters. I remember Andy, Andy Peters. Philip Schofield. Yeah. yeah. Boris Becker. Oh no, it's a different cupboard. <laughs> Philip Schofield appears in this show. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, good segue. Yeah. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to this very special episode of the Empire Podcast and the Pilot TV Podcast. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yes. Right on time, in association with Disney Plus. This is an episode dedicated to, we do these every now and again, where there's a show coming out on Disney Plus that we're very excited about. And we get together and we have a big old crossover event. This is like that this time that Munch. From Homicide Life in the Street appeared. <laughs> Kay. <laughs> Kay has started very on K. Carry on K. Ribeiro here, by the way. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Uh, it, it, Munch from Homicide Life in the Street, played, of course, by Richard Belzer, uh, appeared also on The X Files. So it's a bit like that. And The Simpsons. And Arrested Development. And I've said Real this before. hybrid situation. He holds the record for the single greatest number of appearances by, by a character on different shows. Many of which are completely unrelated to homicide life in the street. You are full of the facts. I should be on the Pilot TV podcast. <laughs> you should. Or Always the welcome. Pilot Plus. Mm, yes, that's right. <laughs> Got to pay extra for nuggets like this. <laughs> it's the one thing I know. Yeah. I've said it. For See, it's many, worth many the one ninety nine. It is very it much is. so. Very much so. I pay too quid for that fact. Ah, oh, it was an extraordinary fact, hmm. and that's an extraordinary segue <laughs> because the show that we're talking about today is indeed extraordinary. The eight episode. I was going to call it superhero comedy, but it's not because it is absolutely not about superheroes. It's a superpower comedy, yeah. I would say, uh, on Disney Plus, created and written by Emma Morin and uh, starring a, a really talented cast of young up and coming stars who I think are going to be on our screens quite a lot over the next few years because they are frankly brilliant. And it revolves around the uh, the premise that everyone in the world gets a power after their 18th birthday with the exception of our show's lead, Jen, played by Mairead Tyres. And it is a very, very funny, very raunchy, very sweary yeah. comedy uh, that I really, really liked. And so here to talk about that for the next ooh, five to ten minutes or so, uh, our pilot TV's finest, <laughs> Boyd won't like that. No, he won't. But it's accurate. It's accurate. It is accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. Always, be, always be truthful and accurate. <laughs> the A team. You've got the A team. <laughs> Boyd is the B team because his name begins with a B. That's right, yes. Mm. And also, he's not very good. <laughs> Terrible. We can Terrible. say that. He won't yeah, because he won't listen to this. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, Boyd, dreadful man. Terrible. Yeah. 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 Terrible. I'm glad you said it. If I said it, he'd say I was just picking on him. But no, this, he's you know, lovely. He's yeah. a lovely guy. Uh, anyway, we won't check into Boyd Hilton. We are checking into James Dyer and Kara Bira. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. good. You know, I will uh, forgive the repeated mispronunciations of Kay's name on her behalf, but it's uh, it's good. <laughs> good. Um, so, I, what am I doing? What okay, I doing right. Always Is it Ribeiro think, or Ribeiro? Whoa, no, always think bear, not beer. Ribeiro. I've yeah. blown his mind. Look at bears, him. He's just like he's lost for words. This never happens. Bears, not beers. Ribeiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've met you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've seen each other for a few years. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but you don't lead with your surname. No. That'd be weird. Only Bajorans do that. <laughs> Excellent Deep Space Nine reference there. Uh, for more stuff like that, you can sign up to Pilot Plus. <laughs> James banging on incessantly about uh, Star Trek, insert name of show here. Let me guess, let me guess. Go Voyager. 
No, that was Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. Because they're on the, the ship. The, yeah. the Although, you know, you could have gone with Next Generation if you wanted to go for Michelle Forbes' character, Ro Laren. I mean, this was, is just white first, noise uh, to me. Which ones that we were introduced to. I'm joined by, by Kay Ribeiro <laughs> and James Deere. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> that's Chris's good. superpower is pronunciation. Yeah. My superpower, by yeah. the way, is um, making sure the podcasts <laughs> stick to the subject, You're stick to the it. topic at hand. Yeah. I'm very good at it. We yeah. do not go off on tangents. We do not Mm-mm. go off on, on train Never. On train tracks. Train tracks are really interesting, don't you think? <laughs> All right. No, anyway, so the show is extraordinary. And uh, before we get into it and we discuss whether vigilantes are heroes, uh, that's going to be a big talking point, quite clearly, and uh, how Kay spells her name, uh, we're, we're going to hear from... First of all, we're going to hear from the people behind Extraordinary. First of all, you're going to hear from its four leads. They are Mairead Tyres, who plays Jen. They are Sevilla Oxenham, who plays Carrie. Luke Rollison, who plays Jizzlord. Uh, there's no getting around it. Yeah. As I say, as I say in this interview, there's no getting around the fact that he is called Jizzlord. That is the name of his character, Jizzlord. Yeah. The character's name mm-hmm. is Jizzlord. Uh, and Lord of Jizz. Lord of Jizz. And... And then there's Bilal Hasna, who plays Cash. Uh, so there we go. I had a chat with them. Uh, I was, I think, their first ever interview as a quartet. Uh, talk about a low bar to clear after I've left the room. But uh, I had a ton of fun with them. Here we go. Do please enjoy. We are delighted to be joined on this very special, extraordinary special by the stars of Extraordinary. How are you all? Great. There's too many to mention. <laughs> Yeah. This is the first one we've done, so... Yeah. I know, but like, this is your first Nervous. interview for the show or your and first interview the of the day? And of the day. day. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you've yeah. started the lowest possible point with me. <laughs> this goes bad for not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you right now, spoiler alert, it's going to go badly because oh, my superpower Chris. is that I ask hackneyed questions. Oh, uh, questions like... I mean, this is a show obviously revolving around the idea of powers. Everyone has powers. If you had a superpower in real life, I can't believe I'm saying this is the first question, but that's what I'm going with. What would it be and why? But I'll start with you. I think if I were to have a superpower in real life, it would be quite similar to Carrie's in the show, actually, Sophia's character. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to channel the dead, but I would want to be able to sing like anyone dead or alive. Because I absolutely love to sing. Unfortunately, I, I'm just not good at it. So I would love to... That's not true. No, I no, I, I can't sing. I Can can't sing like tune? Whitney Houston, and that's the crucial problem here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have Whitney Houston's like, voice. It would have been you. No it one can sing like Whitney Houston. It would have been me in the Whitney biopic. If that was the only thing. <laughs> we had the, the only thing that got in the way was the voice, unfortunately. <laughs> he got as far as the chemistry with him, and they thought, look. No, right. but I just love every day. You know, especially like when it comes to the end of a night, if you're on a night out, you know, you're singing. <laughs> on the bus home imagine if you open your mouth and Mariah Carey comes out but actually Mariah Carey would you look out. like you would look you you would be you but you would you still sing, sing oh, loads of exactly people. like Carrie okay. but, but my eyes wouldn't go anything Wait, you look like you <laughs> I know what I mean <laughs> exactly like me so what I'm trying to look for here is to be able to morph into Sophia Oxenham and sing like Mariah Carey alright that's good fair play yeah, yeah. what about you <laughs> I feel like it would be nice to. Um, I, I'm not a very good swimmer, I would say. And it'd be quite nice. <laughs> Your power is to be a good swimmer. No, you I want to. Start of the day on the most ordinary. <laughs> no, but like 
a really good like fast <laughs> swimmer that could like like with with webbed hands and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to retrieve so, the brick from the bottom of the pool? Is that what you'd like to do? <laughs> never got to do it's that. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's, what, that's what swimmers do. That's what they, they do. do. Yeah. Yeah. From the bottom of the pool. Exactly. I say, like, Someone needs to save that brick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm yeah. down there. Because I'm, I'm quite a fear of water, and I don't trust myself to breathe at the right times. So, so to round that up, I would say to have gills. So that I could yeah. breathe properly <laughs> underwater and then like never Kevin be Costner fearful of swimming. And Waterworld. that would just inevitably make me a good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> and you. Okay. <laughs> Listen, You're there's a lot of things. No. <laughs> That's a private one. <laughs> there's a lot of things, a lot of things I'm bad at, but I'm not going to use that as my super. Sorry, guys. I'm going to go a little bit more traditional. Okay. On this one. Yeah. It's my first one. Chris, at the end of the day, it might be different, but this okay. is for right now. <laughs> I'll check back in. I'm going to go with invisibility mm. and I'm going to tell you why <laughs> okay, that is do. because I love to people watch especially on my tube I love to stare but I get clock <laughs> staring I get clock staring the whole time and then they're staring back and it's always awkward apparently very rude I'd like apparently, to sit yeah. <laughs> I'd like to just sit there on the tube and watch people and have girls <laughs> No invisibility. Will be my right. Luke. Um, I never learned how to ride a bike, so <laughs> no. Uh, I uh, right. I think um, I, I I think I'd like to be able to always know what my hair's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Not I wouldn't be able to control it. I'd just like to know what it's up to. I'd be like, right. oh, doing that? Are we? Um, it's it's always up there. It is. And um, I never it's know what's going on. And then you have people, you know, you'll be on set and then someone will be like, and but you can't hear that. It's a podcast. So, um, <laughs> but they're gesturing with their hands and um, it's all a mess up there. It's a nightmare for continuity. I'd be more continuous. I'd be Mr. Continuous. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Continuous. And then we'll be like, how is he so... Um, consistent. You have the best hair. Mm. You do. That's the you're, yeah, amazing hair. That it has a life of its own. Yeah. I take it back, flight. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would yours be? Uh, mine would not be asking hackney questions or junkets. I don't know. I'd like to use something like that makes a difference in the world. And, and frankly, right, swimming. I don't know if that helps. Difference. I don't know if it does. I don't all know if it does. Bricks, Are you what joking? building houses out of if we don't have all those bricks? Swimming is a deeply world-changing activity. I need to dig into this. Look, do you think houses are built by people retrieving bricks yes. from the bottom of swimming pools and then putting them together <laughs> Where as houses? Where do those bricks come from, Chris? Where do those bricks come from? Uh, is this from? an activity That's you really do when you're to swim or something? I'm a bit confused by this. Yeah, you get the bricks and then you bring them back up and you get some points. Are you joking? Yeah, you get a treat. We just like inflate pyjamas. We bring in pyjamas and have to like blow them up and then save each other from drowning. Irish swimming is very different from... Very different. How would you inflate a pyjama? Blow it off like. Or maybe you feel I can't remember, but then you try and save each other from it, it maybe that was a first aid course, it must have been. I don't know. <laughs> your, driving lesson. Wait, you just <laughs> see <laughs> pajamas and blew them up. Yeah, we just have brain pajamas and then like, <laughs> um, You know what could be cool? If you could swim from the beach and cork mm. to another country. I was that, thinking that when you mentioned what I was it. thinking. I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's not too bad. Uh my power, I don't know. I'm, I'm really I'm really I'm. I'd like to fly. Wouldn't you like to fly? Mm, yeah. yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best one. In this world, yeah. people who have flight have like higher status as well. I would say. Yeah, no, they they 
I feel that sometimes they're a little arrogant with the flight because it's so it's True. so yeah. kind of like 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 Luke's character in yeah, yeah. people shouldn't be that free. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be worried about hand luggage and, and carry on luggage, but otherwise I'd like to fly. Yeah, that would be good. Where would you fly to if you could? Uh, I'd probably fly to the Maldives, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. not bad. The and then thing is, I would take bricks. a long time. <laughs> You'd be yeah. up there for about 16 hours. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Actually, I know, what, I know what I'd like to do, uh, really, if, you, if, you, like, if, if money was no object if yeah. it were, and nothing's off the table. I'd like to have an oyster card that just makes me travel anywhere oh, within London. Within zones one to whatever it is for free. Oh, could, you could you go anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, be called the oyster. The oyster. Oh, wouldn't the oyster. you like your superhero name? Yeah, that's oh, the oyster. Oyster man. Yeah. And you have a pub. Just the oyster. Yeah. Maybe that's where the oyster is. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be on your tongue. Yeah. So you'd be lapping away at those oyster carp machines. Oh, I'm so glad you finished that sentence. But, yeah. hygienic, yes. I would say. Why is everyone, <laughs> with, <laughs> why everyone <laughs> want to fly, but no one wants to tunnel? That's what I always wonder. Like, why what is no one mean, like... You want to be the mean, well, like, what? It's because obviously flying can take you anywhere in the world, but so can tunneling. This is true. And I'm afraid of heights. I want to tunnel. But aren't you afraid Do, of is that when you dirt caving in and collapsing on you? I was about Yeah. Mole man. Have you thought about dirt caving in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you told this through, Luke? I thought about it. You have to wear a hard hat for that. And frankly, Luke, it would do terrible things to your hair. Deeply hard. Yeah, you're right. You have to make a choice. Oh my God, Mr. Consistent. One Direction, tunneling. Such a power. I think, in a way, you've all chosen things that would help you as actors. So, Luke, you've chosen continuity, which is a tremendous power because, you know, if you're smoking a cigarette from one shot to another, the length changes, or if you're drinking a glass of water and the... The amount of water in a glass changes. You want to yeah. get that shit right, okay? Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, Sophia, you've chosen invisibility, so you can frankly creep on people. Um, but that's good. Research. That, research. 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 Right, you've chosen swimming. Um, and that will help you in... If I ever play the part of a swimmer. Like, yeah. if that, yeah. there's my opportunity, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, the Duncan Goodhue behind the Yeah, yeah the diving, ton, uh, not Tony Bailey. What's his name? Tom Davis. Tom, 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 Tom Daly. Tom, Tom Daly. <laughs> I know that man. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, amazing casting as well. And Bilal, you, you, you chose... I can't remember what you chose. chose what did you chose? Like Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's great. Another I mean, you've missed the biopic window for that, but still not bad. I'll do a remake. Well, there's, not, there's not a Mariah biopic, and I'd happily do that as well. Transformational. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. So did you have the conversations like this on, on set of this show? Because we should talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> I think at some point, we should talk about the show. Did you have conversations like this? Because one of the great things about Extraordinary is the chemistry between all four of you. And I'm seeing it right now as well. You're, you know, it's not evident right now at this very second, because you're just looking at me. But... <laughs> This is when, you, when you're talking, we sit like you this. just sit in silence and just yeah. stare. We normally have an interviewer to kind of help us. Help it, keep it going, you know what I mean? Oh, God, when's Chris getting here? <laughs> Last question. Yeah. Last conversation before lunch. Wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> Did we ever discuss powers? Yeah, what we did. In that day in rehearsals, we had a day in rehearsals where oh, we had yeah. to, you know the game oh, where you goodness, play, yeah. um, where you stick something on your head and you have to guess 
who it is. Oh, yes, but yes. we did that with powers, but we had to mm. give each other powers. I'm in telling the you world. right now, it doesn't work as a game. You cannot guess it. <laughs> you cannot guess Mine it. Mine was long neck. I was like, oh, this is good. Like, who wrote that for you? Or was that the one that you no, gave No, I wrote that. I gave that to John. I was like, oh, my goodness. What was Saf's one? Saf had a mad one. Oh, to use, um, hers was to... Any anytime she was on the tube, she could transform. Are you sure? <laughs> transform into a chair. You love tube weighted pants. She could transform into a chair anytime she was on the tube. Yeah, but then you oh wouldn't get to God. sit down. <laughs> no, you, you would just be in chair. chair. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's true. <laughs> is like, this, does it work okay. on the overground? Does it work on the DLR? Just the tube. Just the tube. <laughs> yeah, it was niche. Why? Why? I think because she was feeling. <laughs> I, she I was mean, feeling. she's not here to, to answer for no, her crimes, but. But I imagine it'd be like if you're like stuck in the tube and it's like really busy that you could just go, oh, have a sit down. I think that yeah. week that had been like going into rehearsals, there'd been a lot of. Uh, it was yeah, been very it busy. Was it was quite, rush I hour. Remember. And I remember her saying it's rush hour. And so someone came up with the idea of turning it into a chair. I think you can see the faint horror on my face here. But is this also because on the tube, it is alleged that most seats are really disgusting and dirty. And Apparently, it's actually oh, yeah. most chairs are actually people yeah. transformed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real allegation. Yeah. And TFL's looked into it, but there's just nothing. That's why the tube is so loud to drown out your screams. Yeah. <laughs> if you see something that doesn't look right... <laughs> Talk to a member of staff. See it. Say it. <laughs> now that is a transformational performance. Uh, it has to be said. Um, yeah. and, but but on the on the show itself, I wanted to talk to each of you about your your powers and your characters. And and Bilal, were you in the show for the cash? There you go. I had to say. It. Oh, I had to say. It. Very good. Very go. good. Very good. Very if you could good. turn back time, would you turn it back to the beginning of this interview and, and just stop it from happening? <laughs> No, that, I that just keep talking about time so we could just keep talking all of it. <laughs> that is your power. Yeah, I can turn, turn that back time back. by four minutes, 30 seconds <laughs> or four minutes, 50 if I've carb loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always laughs when I say that. And for me, it's like such a serious thing. I'm like four minutes, 30 seconds. Like, that's my power. I always, yeah, the carb loading, it sounds like a gag. I yeah. thought it was like, no, but it's real. It's serious. Yeah. It's, yeah. Real. it's real. It's, real. Okay. it's in the script. Yeah. It's in the script. You, yeah. It's in the original text. It's in Emma's original. <laughs> yeah, that is my power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a power you'd like to have in real life? I mean, yeah, I would actually love to have it. I I thought that it would be good for when you wake up in the morning and you want a bit more sleep and you turn back time. Mm. But actually, um, I feel like when you think the logistics of that through, it's not going to actually create a nice thing because you're just constantly waking up. Do you know what I mean? Plus, it, yeah. t- it tires you out. Doesn't yeah, it? It, it tires, tires out cash. So exactly. So it's almost just like snoozing. snoozing your alarm. It's exactly, yeah. it's like snoozing, and you're not in, actually enjoying. This, yeah, I just don't mm. actually think. But yeah, yeah. I, but to answer your question, I would, yeah. There are, what would seconds. you use it for, though, if you mm. were in real life? I think probably the same things that Cash uses it for, like when he fucks up and stuff. Yeah. When I burn rice. <laughs> that, I don't know why that's the that game's right. <laughs> I made some jasmine rice last oh, night and I accidentally big, burned it. Big, <laughs> big, <laughs> big point, big point. <laughs> episode three, the rice. You just scrape out the bottom oh, and it's just humiliating. I, I know. So yeah. scrambled eggs. When yes, you, oh. exactly. But imagine you, you could just turn scrambled eggs in a rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> I like them like that. <laughs> Think of the things you could do. You could win MasterChef with a power like that. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, look, there's no there's no getting around this. You play a character called Jizz Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Mm. It is true. Yeah, really it true. is. It is very, very true. But that is not his. My power. mother now. Knows. <laughs> oh, how did she react uh, to that? Yeah, I, I tried mean, to be like, oh, it's like, um, jizz. Like, um, I'm just hanging out with my friends. No, there's, there's, there's no way around it. 
There's no way around it, Chris. There's no way around it. There's yeah, no, absolutely no way around it. We've got to confront it head on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're also a shapeshifter. Is that something that would uh, appeal? Yeah, um, I am I am a shapeshifter. Um, just like acting in many ways. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, in many ways, I am a shapeshifter. <laughs> Very funny because I'm a terrible actor. Um, <laughs> oh, so. come on now. Oh, shut come up. on. Shut up. You are a shapeshifter. No, but um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Disney team next door. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I my, my character has has the power to transform into uh, an animal, specifically a cat, mm-hmm. but they have no control over when that happens. What? What, guys? Come on. You sound like a uni lecturer. This was a cat. Actually, it's a black cat with a shine. So, uh, jokes on you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it does mean that I share the role with um with a cat called Annie who plays the role of Jizz. I still like whenever there's a thing, it's always like Luke Jizzlord the human. Like people will be like, oh, of course, yeah. Like like we get confused. It's like that's his surname as well. Yeah, one time I was in her dressing room and I was like, what is this about? All <laughs> <laughs> these scratching. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It's very small. Um, I was carried here in a cage, but that's different. Um, but yeah, so I, a fairly temperamental uh, cat. Um, yeah. So if I actually, I would love to be able to shapeshift into that cat and just do both parts, but not tell anyone. Double pay. <laughs> Shh. Don't oh, tell that's Disney. Clever. Also, she she got she got treated like royalty. She got a massage yeah. before she went on set. Yeah. This cat. Was that a rumor? Really? Or that was true. She actually got a massage. Yeah, true. She did it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it was not in the right. I was wondering where you would do it. <laughs> When you worked yeah, on the car shoot, it's possible I've lost control. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Sophia and Carrie, you, you communicate with the dead. Yeah, I channel the dead. Yeah. Which is a power, Chris, I don't think I would really want in real life, to be honest. Why not? Because I'll tell you why. I know that I would use it badly. <laughs> I would just use it for a joke, and I just don't think that would be right. Morally. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who would you try? Morally, I, 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 oh, I'd be awkward great. in the situation, and I'd be like, right, let's get them in. And I'd channel them, and I just, it's the dead, you know, you don't want to do... You don't do that too much. Yeah, mm. this, this you is true. Respectful. There are consequences, yeah. surely. Of exactly. Yeah, and also I imagine it. This is completely imagination, but I imagine that it's a very like tiring power. Yeah. To have. Mm. Yeah. Because all that energy. Uh, yeah, mm. but at the same time, if you could channel anyone dead or dead, who would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. It's a very good question. <laughs> It's just so messy. It just, it just came There's so many dead people. There's so many dead people. You wouldn't believe. Anyone, shall we, shall we list them? Juice from like a karaoke or something? I quite, okay, I actually, I would quite like to um, channel, imagine if I said someone wasn't dead. This is a safe space. Okay. You, you say the name, I'll tell you whether they're dead. I would like dead. to channel, but I'll tell you why, okay. Freddie Mercury, because I would like oh, to yeah. do a performance and invite Bilal, so you <laughs> can watch me oh. in a performance <laughs> as Freddie Mercury. I would like to watch you <laughs> channel so Freddie Mercury. And then yeah. have a party afterwards. That's what, me and Marie just don't get an invite. No, no, you just 
party. But you can come to the party. You guys can come to the party. <laughs> this is just a me and Fia situation. <laughs> so the actual channeling. Is so what, what would you do? Would you do like a full <clears throat> set? And would this would this be just for Bilal or would you do Wembley Stadium? Oh, okay, I do Wembley oh, Stadium, Wembley. but only Bilal will be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's like trying out all the seats right at the back. I'm going to stop you right there, Freddie. (laughs) (laughs) The acoustics are not great. I'm just going to go to the box, see if I can hear you. Project, my darling, project. (laughs) And then after's a party with these guys, but party like Freddie Mercury does. But empty when we say it still. Just just the four of us. us. That's amazing. That sounds incredible. And you can come yeah. too, Chris. Oh, thank you very friend. much indeed. Yeah, and what about everyone else? There's loads guys, of other people here. Max, yeah. guys, you guys can all come as well. Would anyone like to come to this, this <laughs> fake party? Max will be there. Freddie Mercury? No? Let's list everyone okay. in the room. <laughs> all right, I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the, uh, the, the hand sign, which is... Um, yes. Time for us to take yes. off. Time, 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 time for us to carry on for another four <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about powers, and I'm um, finished with uh, Mairead, because obviously... There are no powers for Jen. No. Whoa. Not at least. Why are you guys showing off? <laughs> sitting here and nothing. You can't get swimming lessons, you know that, right? <laughs> Jen actually doesn't need a power because she can swim really well. Once her gills kind of form, she'll be flying around. But at the, uh, at the, uh, at the risk, and I, I realise I maybe should have done this at the beginning of the interview rather than at the end, at the risk of asking an actual question about your character. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just something that obviously drives her all the way through the show. She has mm-hmm. these feelings of, of alienation and, and uh, I guess, anger about not really having these powers, which... Yeah. And and I think it's like... Um, I, I feel like that resonates with that time in your life when you're that age and you feel a bit useless anyway. Because mm. it feels like other people are... Mm. Either have, like, got <clears throat> careers sorted or they're, like, I don't know, found a flat or something that they really like, which, which Jen does in this show. Mm-mm. But it's like... Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a lost, you feel like a bit of a lost cause. And I guess she's able to channel all those feelings into her feeling of not having a power and mm. how like shit that makes her feel. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess the power makes you feel like special and you're trying to figure out like what yeah. makes me yeah. special. What's and I think, thing? and she has this belief that like thing. once she gets mm. her power, everything will be sorted in her life. Mm. But it's like through the series as you see her like trying to get her power She's realizing all the other elements of her life that are all like a kimble. Like she needs yeah. to sort all those out yeah. in order to. And that get is power. so true of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's yeah. so yeah. clever about Emma's yeah. writing is like it mm. is so true about life. Is you feel that once I get this or have this, I'll feel I'll be fulfilled. Happy. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. doesn't work yeah. like that. No. Absolutely, and not to give anything away. So I'm not going to spoil anything for for how that uh, that quest for power goes, but. Uh, I'm surprised to see it was swimming and retrieving bricks from the bottom <laughs> yeah, of swimming pools. It was. It, it was. was. The, it house, was. the yeah. house she built. Oh my all God. those bricks. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it is indeed phenomenal. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, uh, thank you. Thanks for Thank you. That was yeah. our first one. Okay, so that was the stars of Extraordinary. Um, I'm not going to say their names again. It takes up far too much time. And next up, we have the writer and creator of this show, Emma Morin. And it is Morin, as we talk about in our uh, conversation, not Moran, mm. uh, and uh, she is something of a Funderkind, as they say in Germany. And uh, she wrote and created this show when she was in her late twenties. So I give up, quite frankly. Oh uh, anyway, that is depressing. It is very, very depressing. Uh, but here we go. She was. This was. Uh, this was a, a an interview that was more about how the show came about and about the ins and outs of creating something like this, which is very, very funny on an episodic basis, but obviously has an arc as well. So here we go. Emma Moran, do please enjoy. We're delighted to be joined on this very, very special, extraordinary podcast by the creator and writer of Extraordinary, Emma Moran. 
but you, it's Morin. It's Mo- it's Morin. Yeah, let's get it out there now. It's on but, a podcast. Well, that's it is. Yeah, whenever yeah. I go to like a, if I have to say my name anywhere and I say Morin, they're like, "What?" You mean? So I just you, oh, you mean you Moran? Mean Moran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've yeah. just I've just internalized it now. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a shame. That's I a know. shame. It's time to reclaim Morin. I, I will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get rid of all the other Morans in pop culture and just just have me. Are, are there not many, really? Dylan, okay. Caitlin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we will start with those two. Yeah. And then we'll move on. <laughs> and then I'll be the only one left. All right. And we've hatched a plan. Morning. That's good. I, I like it. Well, yeah. uh, congratulations on the show. It's a, it's a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, Thank uh, you. where did this? It's an obvious question to start with. But where did, where did the idea come from for you? I don't know. I, I'd always wanted to write. Um, a sort of flat share sitcom seems mm. like a real sort of comedy British Irish staple. Um, but I don't know. Every time I tried it, it just felt kind of like I'd seen it before. There was nothing sort of special about it. And I guess while I was doing that, I was also sort of felt like pop culture was being sort of inundated with with superhero movies. Um, and luckily, that's stopped. Um, <laughs> there are no more. They're still coming, and I, I and I like them. But um, yeah, and I just sort of wires kind of crossed and I was like ah it might be fun to take this genre where everything's about being being the best and being like the strongest the fastest the hero and then mashing it up with sort of a, a grimy flat share with a lead who is none of those things and isn't even is is trying and failing to be those things yes. um, sort of hero and anti-hero and yeah. it just sort of yeah came together nicely and just sprung out a lot of Ideas from that. That's interesting. So it's almost like you started with the yes, yeah, so you start with the flat share thing, and then bolted on the the superhero element to it, and then the idea of of Jen being powerless. I mean, this this big mm. idea of everybody in the world getting a power when they when they turn eighteen. It's incredibly hard to do something new and fresh that hasn't been done before. And you know, when I heard the 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 uh, the, the story for this show, I was like, oh, okay, that's it. That's a great idea. So where did that come from? First of all, was that something that you Refers engineered, or was it a eureka moment for you? The um, the the gem being powerless. Uh, just the idea. Well, first of all, gem being powerless, but also the idea that everyone gets powers when they're eighteen. Oh right, yeah. I think I just I didn't want to uh, write anything with children at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll make everyone eighteen. Um, I don't know. I I kind of liked that it was. I, I wanted to build a world where like powers weren't necessarily natural to it, but had been sort of. Um, like domesticated by the world a little bit. So they are new. Like in the world that the show is in, it, people started getting powers about 10 years ago. So they've had time to kind of bed in and become kind of banal. Um, and then basically I, I always wanted to to keep things a bit grounded. I always wanted to tie powers to like something relatable in, in life. So getting them 18 is sort of, it's not one-to-one with puberty, no, but no. It, it's sort of, gave a nice framework of that I think everyone kind of understands that anxiety around like oh, she's she's getting boobs and I have boobs and they've got like you know yeah. and they're tall and I'm not tall yet and it's it's sort of measuring yourself against other people so that sort of making it a, a milestone was really handy to sort of build anticipation and disappointment around it and judgment mm. so yeah it was kind of just tying it to our world basically yeah 18, obviously you can vote, you can watch. Yeah, it's a transition to adulthood. And yeah. then if you miss that boat, are you just like a, an adult baby? Like, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so when, you, when you hit upon this idea then, uh, because the character work in this is so brilliant and so meticulous. So I imagine you start with the characters and then 
assign powers? Or did you have just enormous amounts of fun coming up with the powers? Because you say there's such a great banality of, of powers here. Mm. And there's such a great uh, variety of powers also. I can imagine you just chuckling away to yourself as you come up with, with some of those. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it was, was very powers and characters sort of got melded together and kind of came about together because I think a lot of powers sort of what I wanted them to do is like speak to character a little mm-hmm. bit. So we have characters like Cash, who is um, kind of immature and doesn't really want any responsibility. So for him to not have to deal with consequences and turn back time, that felt like a nice way to interrogate his character and like how you can use that for sort of selfish purposes and not and, and kind of gives you an excuse to like not really do any growing up and not learning from your mistakes. Um, and then we have characters like Luke, who is sort of the really non-committal, part-time sort of lover of of, of the mm. lead character, who mm. you know, the second the hookup's done, can literally just like fly out the window, <laughs> and <laughs> sort of it, that kind of like haughtiness and flightiness was really like great for his character. So there's yeah. there's I think they sort of grow organically out of each other. But then, yeah, you can always just slap a really stupid power on on a guest character <laughs> that you're like, you can make people come, and that's it. <laughs> and well, to be fair, we also made that character really awkward and not like an alpha male at all. So yes. it's like it's more of a curse than a than a blessing, you know. Yes, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, what was going through your mind when you came up with with that power? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god, my mom's gonna watch this. All right, yeah, G- great. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think just. I left all ego behind and like whatever was the funniest, yeah. I guess, is, is going on the page. Because there's, uh, there's so much I want to talk about in terms of the, the character dynamics and the relationships at the heart of the show. And Jen and Carrie, I think, is just this, this beautiful uh, friendship. But there's, uh, it's a lot edgier than I think people might expect. And you have this wonderful statement of intent, it seems to me anyway, at the, at the beginning of episode one, where Jen comes in and has this monologue in which she says a whole bunch of things that you usually can't say in sitcoms. Uh, and then that continues all the way through. It's very adult-themed, obviously. Mm. Um, was that your idea, really, with that monologue? You were sitting down, okay, this is a statement of intent. This is going to be a, 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 an edgier, harder-edged sitcom than you might be expecting. I'm going to put all my cards on the table right, right from the off. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think it was, it's, 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 for me, it's kind of true to life. That's kind of how I speak to my friends. I, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think for like the the environment these characters live in, um, I think I think it makes sense for them to to be that. And I thought, yeah, it also kind of just it, one. It's just what I find funny as well. But I, I think it, it it contrasts really nicely with that kind of like high low thing that kind of goes through like the concept, which is just you know heroes are meant to be like the best of us and like mm. you know chivalrous and and uh, sort of perfect and clean. And these people are just swearing and having sex and making terrible decisions and and going out and getting drunk and yeah. lovable idiots is, is what I, I would say yes for, not for the most part for, yeah. for the most part yeah. yes um so yeah I, I guess it's it's i like that we come straight out of the gate with with that like it's it's not the sort of i don't know i, I like to describe the show as like it's got superpowers but there aren't any superheroes in it you know these are these are kind yeah. of nice people but um awful people <laughs> <laughs> And when you wrote that monologue, 
for Jen, did you have a, an actor in mind? Oh, because I, I was watching that and Mireille is phenomenal in this show. She hits so many different notes and so many mm-hmm. different beats and she has to be likable whilst being slightly unlikable. She has to be slightly sad and she has to be slightly um, um, caustic at times as well. She's got all these different facets to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking, wow, you know, where did you find her from? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, for me, it was like instant watching the casting tapes. I was like, yes, of course, of course it's her. But um, what was really interesting was that like, it was never intended to be an Irish character, which feels really, <laughs> like, it sounds really weird now to say it. Because like, when I was writing it, I, I wasn't writing an Irish person at all. And then okay. I think everyone else around me was like, but you, but you are. Like, I just, yeah. like, I was the last person to like realise it. And I kept getting casting tapes through of like Irish actresses. And I was like. Why do they keep sending me? I like these. They're fine, but like, why? Why are they just bombarding me with Irish people? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, it's because I've I've written Irish like the, yeah, the yeah, cadence yeah. and like yeah. the sense of humor and yeah. like attitude to life. Um, it's just it's just quite innately Irish, um, which kind of shouldn't be a surprise because it's. I think that character is also quite close to me, and it's. I think it's a character that's drawn from a lot of like my feelings and experiences and that. Um, kind of period of my life as well, so it's not it's not surprising, but it was to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you ever left a rambling voicemail for your possible boyfriend, possible ex, whilst locked in the trunk of a car? No, I tend to just say it's their face. To be honest, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not very passive aggressive. I'm just, I just, yeah, I'll just get drunk and say it, and then leave immediately. Yeah, um, it's probably, yeah. Yeah, no, luckily I haven't embarrassed myself quite as much as, as the show. I think it's kind of, I think that's just working through my sort of hungover anxieties of like, oh, what if I did that? That would be embarrassing. It's, it's I, I can see myself doing it, basically. Anytime Jen does something awful, I'm like, yeah, I completely see the logic of how you would go from feeling a little bit insecure that someone hasn't texted you back to like, you know, turning up at their house with a bottle of wine demanding they fly you around <laughs> London. Yeah, I can see that, absolutely. Mm. And, and this idea uh, we've talked about a little bit, that, that Jen doesn't have powers, is at, the, is at the core of the show and obviously informs mm-hmm. everything she does, you know, be it for good or, or for, for ill. Um, and can you talk about that, developing that side of things with her? Yeah, it's... Um, I, I kind of see it as a bit of a catch-all for just feeling like you're missing something. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and like I'm myself included, sort of go through life thinking a bit like, ugh, if, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start doing stuff like when I lose weight or when I get this job or when I start making this much money or when I get a partner. Um, and I think for Jen, having it be a, a power is just, um, it's it's just kind of another marker of like status in the world. Like in a way, it doesn't really matter what it is. It could kind of be anything. Um, but the fact that it's kind of currency in this world um, makes it like really acute for her. But I think because it doesn't exist in our world, you can kind of project whatever you feel like you're missing onto it. So hopefully mm. it should, um, hopefully viewers can sort of empathize with with Jen in that way. Because I think it's quite universal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes, absolutely, yes. And uh, you know, I think each of the characters, is the, the main characters, are are missing something in, in particular. And you know, but you you, you give Jen this, and there are several key relationships. Uh, her sister Andy is a huge relationship, but but the relationship with Carrie is is a big one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, um, you know, not to give too much away, but there's a lovely reveal about Carrie's power at the end of, at the end of episode one that is really, really touching uh, as well. Um, can you talk about that, that central relationship? Because it feels so real and lived in, but also funny, but also with that tendency to, you know, the potential to, to, to break hearts as well. I mean, that's a hell of a thing. <laughs> mm, I think it's, I don't know, I, I just find female friendship so complicated and... I don't know. I feel like the sort of most intense relationships I've ever had with people have been sort of like my female friends, yeah. like outside of any romantic partners. You know, it's 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 really complex. And I, I, don't know, I think when I was originally conceiving of their friendship, I sort of was slightly framing it around a sort of hero sidekick kind of, um, what do you call it, dynamic, mm-hmm. um, where Carrie sort of innately sort of falls back a little bit and Jen yeah. sort of sort of, is a, bit, is a bit more domineering. And I, th- I think they're, but they do fundamentally love each other. You know, I think it's just, it's, it's really interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. And I think Carrie's story is sort of learning how to sort of step out of the sidekick role and sort of speak for herself, which is difficult because, you know, people tend to just use her to speak to other people. She's kind of like a, a phone <laughs> that people speak <laughs> a vessel. Yeah. You know, so I, I think... Um, that that's kind of just going to be her her story, um, essentially. But yeah, and also they're just, they're just two dumb girls that love each other very much, which I think is always <laughs> nice to nice to watch on screen, isn't it? Absolutely. So can you talk me through the the, the writing process for this? Um, you know, did you lock yourself away? I mean, in a, in a room for for weeks and end and and get the eight episodes. Did did things change when uh, when you pitched it to Disney Plus and became a Disney Plus show? And you have eight episodes, eight half-hour episodes, did that change how you approach things like the overall arc of the characters? Um, because it still has obviously episodic qualities as, as a lot of sitcoms do, but there is a, a wider arc here as well that you have to service. So how, how difficult was the writing process? It, it was, I think, it was hard to balance that um, trying to write really funny sort of adventure of the week episodes that have their own personality and that you feel like you can dip back into in a few years be like I like the episode where they did this you know without having to sort of go back into this whole big story again but then I I guess working with with Sid Gentle who mainly does sort of like dramas um, it it was actually kind of nice to have them sort of keep me aware of the idea that that we need to have this, this slight arc to a season and sort of, you know, four should be like a midpoint and sort of making sure that there's that balance of, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing stupid stuff this week, but also where's this character's head at in this episode and, mm. and try, keeping their sort of emotional journey charted while mm. not sort of weighing everything down and making it too episodic. So I think that's that's always kind of the, the push and pull because I think with comedy drama, it's it's such a... I think it's still like an evolving genre. It's kind of hard to um, find a... Uh, yeah, I guess I, I can't think... There, there wasn't really a show that was like a direct sort of like, ah, oh, they do it this way and it works, so let's... <laughs> let's. I think every new show sort of has to figure it out for themselves yeah, and yeah. what the balance is, and I think that's that's the hardest bit, and hopefully we've, yeah. hopefully we've got it right. Yeah, because there, obviously there have been superhero comedies in, in the past, but mm. yeah, this is this feels very new and different and, and fresh as well. But it's also very, very funny. And I, I, I'm fascinated. I mean, obviously, people listening to this will be 
curious about the writing process and may want to write themselves. Mm. Um, and you, you've eschewed, as a lot of British sitcoms do, um, British art sitcoms do, uh, the writer's room. And this is something, or, or did you we have? We did have a writer's You did have a writer's yeah, room. Yeah, really. Okay. Um, yeah, we did three weeks uh, on Zoom. Okay. Which is the best forum for comedy, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> um, but despite that, actually, a lot of good ideas came out of it. It was really, really, I think because it's such a broad world and we can do a lot of world building within it. It was it was kind of a little overwhelming, like so much stuff came out of it. And then it's it's choosing what to like whittle down. It was kind of a bit, um, I don't know, I feel like a writer's room is meant to like make you focus on what you're going to do. But this one kind of like was, oh, we could go in a million different directions and all of them are okay. quite fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was still great for that. But um, yeah, but then it's just taking that and then I go away into like my bedroom for eight months and <laughs> go mad <laughs> and then something else comes out of it you know yeah yeah I can imagine Zoom meetings are where comedy goes to die so it's like someone pitches a joke and then it's like but it doesn't get heard yeah and, what was that and then the moment's yeah. gone yeah I it's didn't gone. Quite, yeah uh, yeah it was no. funny at the time it was funny 10 seconds ago trust yeah. me trust me on that one well that's like the fact that we were actually funny within it was yeah. a testament to how great the people were in it, um, that they could do it over Zoom. <laughs> Amazing. And then, and then writing a comedy yourself, how important is it that you make yourself laugh? Oh, 100%. Okay. It's like, if I'm not laughing, then it's not going in the That's it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to get past that, that fear because obviously sometimes people think if you laugh at your own jokes, which I've been known to do from time to time, uh, that, that is somehow being immodest. But you've got to make yourself laugh first, right? Otherwise, yeah. If, yeah. I, don't, if I don't find it funny, then no one else is probably going right. to find it funny. You know, like I love this. Like, and it's usually the dumbest. It's not like a clever joke that I'm like, ha ha ha. It's like someone farts or something and I'm like, oh, that's, I'm, I'm a genie. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. an amazing character in the, uh, there's a, there's a Fett character who appears in a, in a later episode who just made me laugh. Everything he did made me, made me laugh. And I imagine coming up with a character like that who can hear animals <laughs> thoughts but the animals are just 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 horrible to him that's <laughs> yeah. a re- that that must have been a, a, a chuckler a 3am chuckler definitely yeah I think yeah. writing because we had to write I think like halfway through the shoot I got an email from the producer being like oh, can you just write like two or three pages of animals thoughts please just so we have something to populate the vet and I was like say no more <laughs> I just brewed a pot of coffee I was like this is the best day of my professional career I'm just <laughs> writing like um, animals just absolutely suicidal or, or thinking about <laughs> mating everything it was yeah that, that's I think yeah I think anything that, that makes me sort of excited to write is generally a good litmus test of whether it's gonna yeah. come out well amazing you know? uh, well I've got to ask real quick uh, is there more on the horizon I don't know. We'll have to see. Hopefully. Um, it's such a big world that I'd kind of be ashamed to sort of let all that world building mm. go into the ether. But yeah, we'll just have to see. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Emma Morin. Morin. There you go. See, starting right here. It's yeah. starting right here. Sworn enemy of Dylan Moran and Catelyn Moran. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is Morin. I'm sorry. Like that, yeah. They're wrong. Yeah. They're, they're wrong. They're wrong about their own yeah. names. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so that was Emma Morin, and now let's talk about Extraordinary, which is this really interesting show. I mean, it's one of the things I said to Emma Morin. It's really tough to find a fresh angle on superpowers and superheroes, and this show kind of has done it. Uh, you know, I, I don't recall anything like this before, where people get powers at 18, and everyone in the world, seemingly, 
has powers except Jen, seemingly, who doesn't. And now she's 25, going on 45, and is a bit down the dumps about it. This all feels very, very fresh to me. What about you guys? I, I, I think for me it was less that setup, which is nice. It's a nice inversion. But it was more the fact that she just has a lot of fun with the absurdity of the powers that she gives some of these characters. Like the character who uh, creates theme music around the mental state of whoever's near them. That's just inherently stupid in the best possible way. But the, the fact that this show begins with a genius situation. You can almost imagine this situation being literally the germ that, that, that spawned this whole show. That she goes into a job interview and the person interviewing her has a power whereby she has to tell the truth and all of the truth. And it's absolutely obscene. You can handle a, the truth. Indeed. But it's a genius little scene and it had me laughing from the very beginning of the show and if anyone knows me at all, they will know that's not, that's, that's not a common never, occurrence. I mean, he never cracks a smile. No. And it, it, it made me properly chuckle. And Mamoran's superpower is making James laugh. <laughs> That's it. And in fact, yeah. Mairead Tyres, who is fantastic. Very funny. And I think, you know, they've they've struck gold with, with, with her. I think a lot of the success lies in the casting of her, actually. Yeah. Like, because it's an original, fun premise, and, you know, it's funny, well-honed script, but it's the casting of her, because she's just so completely convincing as this angst-ridden 25-year-old who is in a deadbeat job, like, toxic relationship with this hideous guy called Luke. I think we can all agree he's an asshole. And, um, you know, she's, like, really struggling with the fact that she hasn't got this superpower, uh, even though she's been a gay at 18, she's 25. And it's this whole, like, I mean, I suppose the underlying, it's not even underlying, one of the characters, I've got to write it down, the um, Carrie, is it, the friend? When she was saying how, you know, maybe the real power is being yourself. But it's true, like, she's striving for this this power when actually she's just, you know, it's all about acceptance and stuff. But I just thought it was so straight out the traps funny mm. like the first pre-credit scene as you said you know in the interview um, scenario where she's just you know she's talking about why she's sitting awkwardly in her chair <laughs> <laughs> which we won't give a spoiler to but it's you know very funny yeah, yeah. it was just it's funny and fresh but it's, it's also interesting because that's that's that period when you're in your early 20s where you are trying to find your own identity mm. your own how do you fit how do you fit into the world? What's your niche? Like, who are you? What's what what what's special about you? What stands out? And I, this kind of is like a larger metaphor for something that everyone goes through. So even though it's about superpowers, it's also you know relatable, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. James, you don't you don't have to be special, guys. Yeah. You don't have to have a special. Well, Chris power. knows better than anyone. You don't need to be special to succeed or <laughs> yeah. fail upwards. You know, it's I'm holding fine. Hope. I'm yeah. holding out hope. One day Acceptance. my power will will hove into view, and I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll feel complete again. But yeah, I guess we've all felt directionless at some point in our lives. Some yeah. later than others. I mean, some still are. This morning, <laughs> you know, for me. So, yeah, it's mm. a, it's a wonder if I managed to find this place. I'm so <laughs> but uh, but here I am. But yeah, I, I think that that stuff's really interesting. Uh, um, uh, what Emma Moran said was that it actually began with her wanting to do something around a flat share, and then she was coming trying to come up with a little a funny conceit to to bolt onto that, and so the superhero thing came along second. Uh, but then she and you know, the rest of the writing team, she said there was a writer's room in this thing. Uh, had a lot of fun coming up with the powers. So, mm. such as, I mean, you know, again, this is a, a fairly adult-themed show and, it, you know, it gets into it right from the off. We've seen all the episodes, I think. I'm, I'm right in thinking there's all, all eight episodes that are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I hoovered them up. That's the thing. Like, superpower things aren't my aren't usually my bag. 
Mm. But I think it goes beyond this. Like, I don't know, it's just so funny that you don't mm. have to be, you know, that doesn't have to be your genre or something you like. Because and it, it's it, just relatable in terms of how you feel in your 20s and 30s. Yeah, and it has that thing that I think all good kind of sitcom type things need to have, which is people you want to spend time with. And I think she's really good company. I think, weirdly, the fact that she's Irish helps a lot. The fact that she speaks very quickly in an Irish accent. like There's a, there's something about her delivery that makes even, even the jokes that maybe don't land as strong, they, they're funny because yeah. she makes them... Inherently she's, funny. She's of, inherently yeah. like and I think that really that really helps. This is why you hang out with me. You haven't understood <laughs> yes. the word I've said. <laughs> no. In our entire friendship. It's friend. just, it's just really. a burr. It's just a noise. Yeah, it's you know, just... it's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, well, no. <laughs> I, I, I bring a special something to this podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> and actually, talking about Siobhan uh, McSweeney, oh, a.k.a. Sister yes. Michael. Sister Michael. Yes. She's in it as well as um, Jen's mum. So funny. And yes. yeah, she's really funny. Because it does strike me. I mean, there is, you know, sort of there's an, an antecedent in a, in a way or antecedent, however you want to pronounce it, correctly or incorrectly. Uh, Ribeiro, Ribeiro, let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. Uh, there is, there is, I'd say, more than a drop of Dairy Girls DNA in this mm. as well. And then it takes a little while, spoiler alert, to arrive at our core quartet. Mm. So when we first see Jizz Lord, Jizz Lord, the character called Jizz Lord, <laughs> Luke Rollison plays a character called Jizz Lord. There's no getting around it. He plays a character called Jizz Lord. <laughs> Jizz Lord is the name of the character played by Luke Rollison. <laughs> <laughs> we don't meet him until really episode two and then we don't really properly meet him until episode three and then he starts bonding with, with the uh, the rest of the gang uh, Carrie and Cash and Jen but when they do get together it's not quite the same dynamic but if, it struck me that Jen is almost like she's almost like all the Derry girls crammed into <laughs> one Mm. There's something about it. She's got a she's got a bit of brashness. She's got a bit of overconfidence. She's got a bit of underconfidence. You know, she's got a bit of in- vulnerability and insecurities. And of course, she's got a, a mouth that would make a statue blush, uh, which is very Irish uh, indeed. So you know, but once they get together, there's something really, really sweet about the dynamics because it's quite a caustic sitcom at first. I mean, that uh, that opening scene is really good, but also you know, there's a there's an element of shock value to yeah. it. And I think once you get beyond that, you see that these are really, really lovely characters. Mm. And once they, they, they find each other and bond, it really, really takes off for me. Can I just talk about one of the superpowers that I was very much enjoying from the first episode? Uh-huh. was the um, online date guy who gives people, who like makes people orgasm just by touching them. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That did amuse me greatly. And I just think the fact that he had that Michael Jackson glove... Right, which I now suggest would should go in a sixty degree wash. Um, I just I thought that was really good. And the only thing is, why would you not put that on your profile? Just a question to the table. That's fair, actually. He didn't put it on his dating profile. Surely you'd get more takers like you that. Would. But anyway, that whole the whole scene of in the restaurant and then back at her flat. I just thought, yeah, she has um she has a lot of fun with these superpowers. Mm. The different. Yeah. Uh, it's, it lends itself well to the comedy, right? It does, it does. Yeah, that, that is an interesting power. Um, uh, as someone who has never made a woman <laughs> orgasm, uh, you know, it was, it was fun living vicariously through him. I'll be honest, it was, uh, it was interesting. I had to pause and look for tips. Just touch, touch the arm. Is that what you do? Is that the arm? I can't even find the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gary's power as well. I like, uh, I mean, it's not a new thing to be able to channel the dead, but it's done very, very well here. Mm-hmm. I really like the way she sort of, she channels them, she has their voice, she speaks, she, her whole body language shifts. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really nice performance. I think they did a good job mm-hmm. there. Quite like the glowing blue eyes as well while she does it. But, uh, and then it's used a quite touching effect in, I want to say, the first episode as well. So You, you should say the first episode yeah. because that's, that's where it is. Yeah. 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 Quick question. Is um, Jen's dad played by 
Ardell Hanley. Yeah, is it? I thought, I was like, oh my God, that's Dougal. But um, I wasn't 100% <laughs> sure. I wasn't sure. I was just thinking that every man of a certain age who's Irish is Dougal. But yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, Confirmed no, no. by Chris. You let Dougal do a funeral. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, indeed. It is Ardell Hanlon. And uh, yeah, he, uh, that's a really, really lovely um, element as well. There, there's there's such a nice relationship, I think, ultimately. The, 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 you know, at the heart of the show, at the core of the show is Jen and Carrie's relationship. It just feels mm. so brilliantly observed and really nicely lived in as well. And very realistic. Um, but you know, while we're on superpowers, uh, what superpower? I asked this of the of the cast as well. What superpower would you have if you could have anything? It's the most hackneyed question there is, but for this show, it's pertinent. But I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna before we answer this question, I think it's an important thing, and I want to know, Kay, have you ever actually thought about this question? And if so, how many hours slash days have you spent considering it? Okay, I spent about. I'd say thirty to forty minutes this morning. <laughs> but that's, so I would, I would guarantee that Chris and I have. Oh yeah, have you spent your lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, hello. I, spent a I mean, this is like what you're thinking about every day. No, yeah. for normals like yeah. me, I would just know 30, 30, 40 minutes before I came here. I mean, that's quite a lot of prep time. What did you settle on? I've got quite a few answers, so you oh. go first. Yeah, oh, no, you go first. It's like the opposite of our pilot question. You've got multiple answers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ooh, just throw out joke one. Joke with a poke. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Passive-aggressive. Yeah. Okay. I James. am passive-aggressive, man. Yes, you are. <laughs> go on, you go first. What do you think? What would you like to have? Uh, so, so, so my one, the one I settled on after many years of going backwards and forwards between super strength and laser vision and invisibility and flight and all these various things, uh, I came to... Teleportation is the single most practical, useful superpower you can have. You can have fun with it. You'd have to be practical. No, no, no. Okay, I take this stuff very okay, seriously. Okay, no fun. I take fine. This, no fun. No fun. Mm-hmm. I take no this very fun seriously. Zone. It would have to be <laughs> teleportation, but like, but like, but not like, not like I disappear from one place and appear in the other place. It would have to be the kind of teleportation where you open like a, a portal, like a gate, and not so that we could talk about portals, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. Just let's talk about portals. Let's talk about portals. Uh, but I think that would be really practical, and I think it would be handy. And I could create a portal somewhere and then push you through it, and that would be funny. <laughs> Where would you go? Where would I go? Right now, home. I'm tired. But we're mid podcast. Yeah. Don't don't do that. No. You'll just go back to watch more extraordinary. I love right. the, I love James's uh, imagination as boundless. Where would you go? Home. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's just cut right to it. I want to go home. I have a long commute, and this would really save me time. And let's be honest, travel fair. Would you explore? Uh, would you explore the universe? Well, no, because like you'd end up in that situation where Silk Spectre, when she goes to Mars with Doctor Manhattan, where she's like, <coughs> when you really can't actually breathe on mm. Mars. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I, I would not explore the universe, mm. but I would, I would probably explore Tahiti. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, pretty good, Maui. <laughs> she said Maui. Please say Maui. Yeah, Maui. So I can do an organic setup. Say Maui. <laughs> wow, James, would you go to Maui? Y- yes, Chris, I, I would go to Maui. Oh, that's nice. Here it's nice this time of year. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, so, yes, uh, a portal, a, a teleportation portal. portal. I want portals because teleportation would solve the world's energy crisis at a stroke, as explored in many uh, science fiction stories. But uh, would one, it? One that comes to mind is Stephen King's The Jaunt. Yeah, of course it would. How? No need for oil. Yeah. No need for fuel. Not flying anywhere. No, yeah, but, but like no carbon footprints. But, you, but what would your TV run? Your TV can run on teleportation. It would run on electricity. Created by teleportation? No, but you don't need oil Green to create energy. electricity, do you? Hang on, I'm confused. You were saying teleportation would solve the world's okay, energy crisis. guys, it's not that deep. As, no, in, as, in, as in fuel crisis. Right. Yeah. Just because you wouldn't, like, it would, it would cut down on transport. 
fuel. Yes, but you still need, you know, electricity is created by burning fossil fuels. So, you know. Yes. 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 Or, or you could be like oil man, so you have an infinite supply, and then you could you could be paired with, uh, like a carbon sink girl or something who absorbed carbon dioxide, thus offsetting uh, greenhouse emissions. And then we could travel to Mars and terraform it, and then you could explore Mars. That's true. We could. Okay, okay problem solved. Right, done. Question I answered. now don't want to give my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are very basic. <laughs> Go on then. Go on. All right. First of all, I thought of maybe being two places at once because that would be quite cool, right? One of you is enough. <laughs> no, but like right now, I could be on my sofa in bed and just see, like sort of see, going through the and motions. You said I was unoriginal for wanting to go home. You want to be at home and here at the same time. <laughs> you know, give people what they want, but also just rest. Yeah. But, okay, but fine. Kay, people don't want this. <laughs> I know, that's this, true, isn't it? This it's general really thing. This general thing. Yeah. People, people don't want it. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm bummed out now. So, you mean like what, like Paul Rudd in that, in that show, that the name of which I've forgotten? Sure, where, where, that, he's, where yeah. he clones himself. Do that, yeah. But that wasn't that was a weak one. Uh, I've got some more. <laughs> yes. I've got some more weak ones okay, coming go on, up. Come on, right. what, give the me cute more. hearing. Okay. Right. So someone needed to know something that was going on in a different place. I'd be like, wait a minute, just give me a sec, like that. But then I thought I could then hear other people, like my loved ones, having sex and people slagging me off. So I wouldn't want that acute hearing. Kay's <laughs> really annoying. Just <laughs> exactly right. Like, because you, of my acute hear hearing, I can hear you now. <gasps> I know, well, it's annoying. So I don't want the acute hearing. Spoiler alert, there is a character in the show who has that, that very power. And it is shown not to be all that it's cracked up to be. It would be very painful. Very painful indeed. Oh, yeah, because... oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It really would be. Uh, yeah, acute hearing. Um, hearing your loved ones No one needs love. that. Yeah. No, no one needs to hear that. No that's a terrible that. superpower. Awful. If that's the only thing you could hear, that would be awful. No, that's why well, you wouldn't choose that. But if no. you had acute hearing, it would be a byproduct. Right? I'm not going, oh, I want my superpower to hear yeah. my loved ones having sex. No, that's that would weird. be weird. Just to clarify the record. Um, my, <laughs> my last one, um, well, I also thought being super tall, but like, let's forget that. Because I thought, you know, reaching top shelves, not like that, not like nudie Rudy mags, but, you know, just like stuff off top shelves. Okay, <laughs> superpower is she wants to be able to reach porn. Like that's, that's, I mean... Cats in trees, but that only happens in cartoons. You know, I thought because I'm a short person, that might be quite cool. Yeah. But the thing I settled on, guys, I know you're itching to know, Chris looks... Go on. ...fascinated. I'm horrified by the whole thing. Is if I had some power to zap some kind of energy with my fingers... So like yeah. the power, like the Naomi Alderman novel, The Power. Mm-hmm. Um... But using it on public... Tra- I've actually read the book. Um, public transport, right? So that if anyone is um, making an annoying phone call as super loud, I could oh. zap and it'll just go off immediately. If anyone's picking their nose, instantly they're shocked. They get shocked. So I would use my zappy fingers as a power to stop anything annoying happening on public transport. What do you think? So That's but, very but good. Are your superpowers limited to public transport? I think so, is it, yeah. So I don't it's want to be it's a TFL power, like Yeah, because otherwise it would be exhausting doing it all year round, stopping people being annoying and doing annoying things. So it would just be the tube. So like, people make really loud and keypad tones when they have them on. No. Zapped. Watching YouTube videos yeah. on loud or playing yeah. a song. Making a phone call on speaker. Zapped. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a feared. I live in London. So whenever someone does out on the bus with me, all, mm. you know, my superpower is just going, turning my head <laughs> 70 degrees and then going... And then turn it back again. And that's it. Because yeah. you don't want to get punched get your head or stabbed. In, yeah. You don't want to get your head kicked in. But if you, if you were with me, yeah. you're gone. Problem gone. Okay, no, that's, that's a pretty good power. Yeah, that's a pretty good power. power. I quite like the talking to animals power, but this show put me off that idea because I feel you'd get nagged by terrapins as, as someone does in this. Mm. And I don't, I don't think I'd like that. Mm. Would you want a power that you could use for personal gain? So would you want yes. a power where you could go in and rob a bank and then no one would know? 
No, not rob a bank, but I'd like, oh, so, okay, so this, this is something I thought about, because, you know, stealing is not something I'm entirely comfortable with, but what, what if, <laughs> what know. if, what if you could duplicate things? So, like, you go into a store, instead of stealing it, you could touch, touch that MacBook Pro, and it would just duplicate, and so you'd have your own that you could walk out with, because you'd created a duplicate from the thing that was there. So, if someone had a £10 note, I could touch that £10 note, and then I'd have my own £10 note. Uh, it would have the same serial number. I don't know what my power would be. I, I said in the interview that it would be, you know, being able to travel around London for free. Uh, and I would call myself the oyster. Yeah, the free oyster. Yeah, I could go anywhere. I could go up to Watford and do the you know Harry Potter tour. That'd be good. I love that. Only just that's nice six, to, isn't it? Yeah, th- that's the power of the oyster. Yeah, he could go anywhere. Not around London. London. Not around. Not around the world. You no. just want London. You yeah, just yeah, want yeah. London. Oh. God, you're so southeast. You know how long it would take to go around London if you did every tube <laughs> stop? It would take days. I went to school with someone who literally did that on a weekend. Wow. Literally, it, it, it was before the Victoria Line, but, uh, but he wanted to get out at every single stop on the underground. And two people, I will not name and shame them, but Nicholas Brody and Andrew Eston, uh, <laughs> literally did that one weekend, as I recall. That's a and, dream, uh, isn't it? Yep. That's a dream. I'd like to clone myself. I've got so much I want to do. <laughs> you know? I could give all the boring admin stuff, you know, raising a child, that sort of thing, to, <laughs> to one of my clones. Like multiplicity, like, like Michael multiplicity. Keaton. Mm. Yeah, precisely. And that, as we all know... Are you the one with the, the, with the spinny, spinny propeller hat? That, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. Uh, as someone who has never watched multiplicity oh, haven't you? to completion, oh. <laughs> uh, then, <laughs> then <laughs> I will... Was it exciting too early how, on? I don't, know how it, I don't know how it ends. I don't know how... It, I'm worried that they, all, they might all die. So I've never watched it. Yeah, the attack of the clones. That's a beat one stage. <laughs> that's what it, anything that got clones in it. I get the fear. I get, I'm worried I might give it five stars just automatically. <laughs> Reflex action. Oh, five stars. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and then it haunts me for the rest of my days. I'd like to erase terrible reviews from my past. That would be nice. Uh, that would be good. I'd like to, you know, I'd just like to bring around world peace. I, I, and You're just that guy. Pay people's energy bills. That's commendable. It's, it's not funny. I, I just, I just, yeah. you know, I'm just being kind. Yeah. Everyone looks inwards, me, I look outwards. You made me feel a bit like I should rethink my zapping people uh, <laughs> with their keypad sounds on now and do something a bit more humble and, yeah. you know, yeah. profound. But I wouldn't want a power that would be any good in a fight. And this is something that I think is interesting in Extraordinary, the show we're meant to be talking about, which <laughs> is, you know, none of the powers are really useful in a fight. So it's not a superhero show, though Cash does try to, spoiler alert, in a later episode, uh, put together a team of vigilantes, all of whom have even worse powers than pretty much the main the main lot. Um, not to give too much away, but there's a... <laughs> There's a man who can 3D print things from his behind, and that's a very useful... <laughs> that's a very useful power, and it leads to, I think, one of the characters has a power um, which leads to one of the funniest buttons in the show which is in episode five, if I'm right in thinking, which is uh, uh, very funny. All I'm going to say is that it involves a wall and um, a pair of buttocks. That's all I'm going to say. Enough said. Enough said, Enough true said. believers. But none of, these, none of these powers would be any good in a fight, except maybe the power to make people have orgasms. I oh, think yeah. that would be very Death distracting. By orgasm. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. 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 If, what a way to go. What a way to go. If, you know, Dr. Doom, <laughs> yeah. it might cheer him up, quite frankly. That's <laughs> what he needs. There's one character who's very strong, the sister. That's true. Actually, She'd that be could be used in a fight. Mm. This is true. Andy, the sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be pretty good. Uh, but otherwise, Jen doesn't have a power. No. Cash well, can rewind time by four minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that uh, Siobhan Sweeney's character 
uh, can manipulate technology but doesn't understand how technology works <laughs> so cannot fundamentally use her power. Yeah, that is genius. <laughs> Which is just, it's just a brilliantly observed thing. I think that's marvellous. Yeah, I love The it. boyfriend Luke, who's um, a toxic uh, entity. He in flies. Gen- yeah, he yeah. flies. Yeah, he flies. But in a more realistic way, I, I would say, <laughs> as well. And Jizzlord can shapeshift, but only animals. Yes. Which is... It's is a that, good... Is, it's is that the power that would come useful if, you know, if Magneto was coming at you and you could turn into a bunny? I don't think that would really help. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But, you know, but that's what I like about the show. It's got a kind of... It feels very... Not grubby. Grubby is the wrong word. But it, 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 it takes place in sort of the more insalubrious parts of London. It does, mm. yeah. And there's a there's a grottiness to it all. There's a realness a to it, a tangible realness, which yeah. you would want to because they're in a kind of low-end flat chair, aren't they? You know, that's that's where you want it to be. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think the setting suits it very well. At the beginning of the show, I said we would talk about uh, the hot topic of the show, which uh, are Vigilante's heroes. James, you seem to think, yes, are they? Or, or should they be punished for transgressions against the law? I think it very much depends on the vigilante. In, in real life, most vigilantes are kind of alt-right lunatics, so probably no. But in comic books, they're the heroes. Batman, mm. of course, being a vigilante. Mm-hmm. All of these people. So, you know, Punisher. they're all vigilantes. We can get on board with all of them. Yeah. Spider-Man's a vigilante. They are. And, and they're the good guys. Yeah, they are the good guys. Yeah, good, bad, and the guy with the gun. That's right. K. Where do you stand on vigilantes? I'm pro. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you might incriminate yourself with your answer. Yeah. Kay, are you a vigilante? It strikes me you might be a vigilante. Do you, do you vigilante to I'm a non-violent vigilante. Okay, what does that mm-hmm. mean? Well, she, we've already established she prowls the London Underground. Yes. Targeting people with their That's phones out. That's the thing. Mm. Or, yeah. you know, someone drops a bit of litter. Excuse me, have you dropped this? Thinking it's yes. an important document or something like uh, that. So, you know, that kind of passive aggressive vigilante. Yes, yeah. like I'm PASAG. Yeah. Vigilante. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, that took less time than I thought. <laughs> yeah, we, we are pro vigilante. We've, we've decided. In fact, should we go and fight some crime? I think we should go find some crime Let's go and do that right now. now. I think my power should be segues because I do amazing segues. And while we're out fighting crime on the streets of London, look out for newspapers tomorrow. While we're doing that, while we're fighting crime on the streets of London, why don't you guys watch Extraordinary? All eight episodes available now only on Disney+. And uh, frankly, I had such a blast with this one. I can't wait for a second season or series because we're British. We are. On that note, that is it for our Extraordinary special episode uh, this incredible crossover episode of the Empire Podcast and the Pilot TV Podcast in association with Disney Plus Extraordinary is now streaming on Disney Plus so check that out and in the meantime all that remains is for me to say goodbye to my two super colleagues of such lethal super cunning K I've lost it K Ribeiro okay Bear Riqueo K Ribeiro K Ribeiro wait till we get out of this booth and James, ah, oh, it's gone. James, dear. Close enough. Thank you, Chris. Dyer! Yes. James Dyer, yes. yes. Uh, James Dyer. And, and it's goodbye from me, Chris Hewitt. I'm about to exit left, pursued by a Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.